the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. We rejoice in the Lord because that's what he asked us to do. But it is difficult as we watch the news, as we see what's going on around the world and in our country and especially in Israel. And there is just a a sin that is pervading everything. But we will continue to talk about Israel And yet we will look at scripture today and look at how God sees sin. Because a lot of this is just based on sin. We know it's a spiritual fight, a spiritual battle. Join me as we first pray. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you, praise you, and honor you. We worship you and thank you for this day. I pray for Israel. I pray for the safety of the IDF. I pray for the hostages to be returned. I pray for peace in the Middle East. I pray for the Palestinians to be safe. And I pray for Hamas, if their hearts won't change, that you will get rid of them, Lord, because their desire is for evil, for all of Israel, and all of Judaism. So we cry out for the surrounding countries, Lord. We cry out, Lord, to you and just ask for your peace. And I pray for the rally Sunday, that it will be amazing. There will be, I pray for a thousand people or more. I pray that it will be an exciting time that the community of Tampa Bay will know that we stand with Israel. So we bless you, we thank you, and praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Okay, well, uh, with all that's happening, as you probably know from last week, but if you, this is your first week, we are having a, an event uh, to stand with Israel uh, this Sunday, today, <laughs> today, actually, at, at 3 p.m., at Straub's Park, North Straub's Park. That's the pergola uh, in the park right across from the Vinoy Hotel. And there are great parking garages around because parking is generally hard. But try South Core or Sundial. Now, Sundial's the closest. It's at 153 2nd Avenue North. And it only costs a dollar for four hours, right? So a great deal. Come with your flags, 
Come with your posters, your blue and white clothing as we stand together for Israel with music and with various speakers and with God's word. So I will keep you informed about all the Israel events that are going on. We're looking for a few large churches that will co-host future uh, Stand Up With Israel events. So if you belong to one of those large churches and you have your pastor's ear, please let me know. We'd love to partner with them, with you. It'd be such a blessing. Well, also remember that... uh, We have services on Friday nights and Saturdays. We love to have you visit. Uh, Also, that we go to churches and Bible studies and speak about Israel and different things of Scripture. So please call us in our office, 813-831-5673. Now, I have a great informational packet that I'd love to email you concerning Israel and their right to the land. So again, call our office, 813-831-LORD, or 5673. Well, in today, in this week's parasha, we see an example of great sin and depravity in Sodom and Gomorrah. You know those passages, right? A number of questions might come up as we read. Are all sins the same in God's sight? Does God offer grace or judgment depending on the sins? Do sins keep you from eternal life with God? And more questions. But let's start by looking at Genesis 18.20. It says, Then Adonai said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great indeed. And their sin is very grievous indeed. Now, the interesting thing I find of this verse is who cried out? (laughs) Who cried out against Sodom and Gomorrah? So maybe God cried out himself because of the lack of justice and righteousness, or the angels, or how about the victims of the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah? Maybe even creation cried out, because of their sins. I don't know. But what kind of sin caused this outcry? There was an outcry. Well, I believe the main one was homosexuality. In Genesis 19.20, it said, And they called out to Lot and said to him, Where are the men who come to you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we can have relations with them. That sounds like homosexuality. Now, some people would disagree, and they base it on Ezekiel 16, 49 and 50. It says, Behold, this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom, pride, gluttony, and careless ease, or what we would call idleness. So had she and her daughters, and she did not strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy, So they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I removed them when I saw it. So, uh, what are the sins? Pride, gluttony, didn't help the poor and needy, and idleness, or it could be even apathy. 
So where the word translated from the Hebrew is abomination, it refers to morally disgusting. So though one we can argue about if sexual immorality was the main reason, I believe it was for this outcry. Notice the sins that were mentioned together might not seem to us to bear the same weight as others. It's reasonable to say, though, that God says sin is sin in his eyes. And we know in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. However, having said that, different sins call for different punishments. So, in a sense, we're saying that God sees sins differently as well. Like Exodus 21.12, whoever strikes a man so that he dies must surely be put to death. So we see that there's a death penalty for certain sins. In Deuteronomy 19.18, the judges talk about, they make the, the decision as to how to punish. In Leviticus 7.20, it says the person who eats the flesh of the sacrifice of the peace offering that belongs to the Lord, while he is unclean, that person must be cut off from his people. So he, his punishment is to leave the community. Matthew 18.6 Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a milestone or millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. So here, the punishment is not disclosed, but obviously it's pretty severe. And then we read in Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, six things Adonai hates. Yes, seven are abominations to him. There's that word again. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a hearty, uh, a heart that pleads wicked, oh, I'm sorry, plots wicked schemes, feet that run to evil, a false witness who spouts lies, and one who stirs up strife among the brothers. Boy, God goes out of his way to tell us what he hates. And personally, if you take out the part about the innocent blood, the rest could be talking about the sins that I see in congregational living. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we are not perfect. That is for sure. I guess rather than assume, we should read God's word to inform us about how God views sin and what punishments that he will mete out. So though we think of sins and their punishment in the Old Covenant, we see Yeshua give us some lessons about sins too. So Yeshua always seems to raise the bar. Do you notice that? So in Matthew 5, 21 and 22, he says, well, yep, murder is sin, but uh, let me tell you, anybody who's angry will receive judgment. So he's kind of putting those two in the same sentence. Or when he says, you fool, <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be subject to fiery Gehenna. And Yeshua says, well, you know that you're not supposed to commit adultery in verse 27 and 28. But I tell you that everyone who looks upon a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with 
occur in his heart. Can you agree that though you might think Sodom and Gomorrah were among the worst sinners, that we too have sinned and God is every right to punish us and judge us. But, you know, not all is lost. The holy God of Israel also pours out his grace along with punishment. And God is righteous. So his handling of our sin is righteous, regardless of what type of sin we have committed. Sodom and Gomorrah was about to be destroyed. And yet, as Abraham interceded for the people, even knowing that they were incredibly sinful, but he wanted God to give them a chance, if, even if there were a few righteous in the city. Now, that's kind of interesting because God was ready to rain down judgment and Abraham was asking him to hold back and so they worked it out. And they said, well, if there are only 10 righteous men in the, in the city, God would hold back judgment. Wow. Do you think we, like Abraham, should be praying and interceding with the Lord and have a conversation with him about these scriptures and other scriptures and and say, so are you praying for the United States? Are you praying for Israel? Are you praying for the people in Gaza? Are you praying for the people in the Middle East and the world? It's possible that Abraham's motivation was to see Lot and his family saved, yet he asked the Lord for everyone in the city. If Abraham hadn't interceded, would Lot and his family have lived? I don't know. That's a good question. Abraham prayed for all of them, but God answered by saving Lot and his children. God shows his grace, which is so much greater than the sins that we have committed. We see in Romans 5.20, it says, Now the Torah came in so that transgression might increase. In other words, that we, the, the actual sins haven't increased, but our knowledge of sins and what is a sin increased. But where sin increased, grace overflowed even more. So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness, to eternal life through Messiah Yeshua, our Lord. So as we pray for the Middle East, pray that God's grace will overflow even more. Though many of us are disgusted and angered about what's going on in the Middle East and also around the world, look for God through our prayers of intercession to do a work of much greater grace than the, than the sin that is before us. We're told in God's word that love never fails. Our love and trust in the Lord should cause us not to be silent. Our love and trust in the Lord should cause us to sacrifice our time and join Sunday's rally to stand with Israel. Our love for the Lord should overcome our fears. The good news is we know the truth through God's word. We know his grace and have received it through Yeshua. The bad news is we know the truth through God's word. And to whom much is given, much is required. That's what it says in Luke twelve forty eight. From every one given much, much will be required. And from the one for whom much is provided, all the more they will ask of him. 
I believe that you have been given much. Much is required. Look, we are living in a time, it's like the 30s and 40s in Germany and Europe, where the churches throughout Europe were mostly silent, even though they knew that the Jews were being persecuted. And here we are again. The Jews are being persecuted, even in the United States. Is anybody crying out for the Jews? Is anybody? In 1935, some of the people in the Protestant Confessing Church demanded that the church take a public stand in defense of the Jews, but their efforts were overruled by church leaders who wanted to avoid any conflict with the Nazi regime. Are we repeating history? Are the haters and persecutors more motivated than those who love? Only you can answer that question. If you do nothing, you are not motivated. Certain sins have become acceptable because we rationalize it so it doesn't seem like sin. Remember, in Ezekiel 16, the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah included idleness, which could be like apathy, and didn't help the poor and the needy. I'd say at this point, maybe the Jewish people aren't poor, but they are needy. Though some sins might be acceptable in our culture, like it was acceptable in Sodom and Gomorrah, we can't allow sin to be rationalized to become acceptable for any reasons. Last week we heard a teaching uh, by another rabbi uh, talking about how Peter denied Yeshua three times and felt terrible about it. When we don't obey Yeshua, have we not denied him being Lord of our life? Give you a second to think about that, right? Yeshua asked Peter if he loved him. Peter said, of course. Then Yeshua said, then feed my sheep. We are to feed Yeshua's sheep. Who are the sheep? Are they believers or are they those who might become believers if they heard from your heart? We won't know until we feed them. It could be they need to be fed encouragement. We're on the spiritual battlefield. How are we going to respond under pressure? We will, show, will we show the light and the love of Messiah when we tell people the truth? Or will we sin? We need to always be in touch with Yeshua in order to follow him and speak and behave correctly. We need Yeshua so very close because we can't do this on our own. Left to our own devices, we might be ugly and think in our mind, they deserved it. James 1, 13 says, Let no one say when he's tempted, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each one is tempted when he is dragged away and enticed by his own desire. Then, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it brings forth death. Oh, what a what a convicting scripture. And in James 1.19, Know this, my dear brothers and sisters, let every person be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For human anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God, so put away all moral filth and all excess of evil, and receive with humility the implanted word which is able to save your souls. And finally, in James 4.17, Therefore, Whoever knows the right thing to do and does not do it, for him, that's sin. Look, 
we have to understand what side we're on if we're going to walk in God's spirit and recognize that we are part of his army representing him on earth. Are we willing to take a stand? Are we willing to get uncomfortable because he is calling us? Or are we going to be like the churches in, in Germany and throughout Europe that ignored the fact the Jewish people were not only being persecuted, but killed. 1 John 5, 3 and 4, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. And the victory that has overcome the world is this, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world if not the one who believes that Yeshua is Ben Elohim? So the question is, do you have that kind of faith? Because faith without works, am I hearing it out there? It's dead, right? So I'm challenging you to not just see Sodom and Gomorrah as sin, but look at our own sin that causes the apathy and the idleness and the fact that we're not willing to step out of our comfort zone to help the Jewish people and to do something for two hours and stand with Israel. So I pray that I will see you there on Sunday. We'll have plenty of security there, so safety should not be an issue. It's only from 3 to 5, and we're really looking for a solid turnout. I think you'll find it interesting, the program. We'll have great music. We'll have the word. We'll have different people speaking. We'll have a video. I interviewed this week a general, a retired general from Israel who has a think tank and a foundation in Israel to help what's going on. And we're going to play some of that because we want you to hear and, and the beauty of what he said, one of the things he said, it just was so clear to me, is so exciting. When I asked him if the people of Israel, and specifically the IDF, hate the Palestinians and hate Hamas, and his answer was beautiful. He said it better than I, but I'll just summarize it. He said, Israel is a a country of love. We love our country. We love our families. We love our God. And we refuse to be haters. There is no time for hating. Yeah, that was strong. Let me tell you what. If you come Sunday, you'll hear this interview. and And I think it'll be very exciting. So it's at North Straub Park. November 5th, which is today, at 3 p.m. Today at 3 p.m. Parking sometimes is an issue, so come a little early. There are two parking garages nearby. One is South Core, the other is Sundial. Sundial's at 153 2nd Avenue North, and it costs $1 for the first four hours. So come bring your flags and your posters and your blue and white clothing as we stand together for Israel with music and with various speakers and God's word.
You know, please also remember us in prayer. If you cannot come, um, we'd love to have a relationship with you. If you call our office, get on our mailing list, even our Bless Israel mailing list, we'll tell you when various Israel events will be happening. We'd like to partner with some large churches and, and, and do this again in their church. So if you have some connections with a large church, call our office, please. 813-831-5673. Lord, I pray in the name of Yeshua for each and every listener, Lord, that you will bless them, encourage them, strengthen them, help them to love and show love. And I pray that for all who are listening, they will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.